figure in the information age, but facts are in short supply. Reject the noise, ask bold questions, and pursue the truth with FBI whistleblowers and founding suspendables, Garrett O'Boyle and Steve Friend. This is the American Radicals Podcast. It is the American Radicals Podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, noontime on the Eastern Seaboard. I am in sunny Florida, Daytona. It's race week, folks. We got the jets flying in. We got the private private airplanes. We got to have 200,000 people here for the Daytona 500. This is where the, the real Super Bowl event is actually going to be happening in real America. I'm excited this week. My kids are pumped up. We're going to see if we can't uh, partake of that. And I'm also excited for a new and fresh week of the American Radicals podcast. We are streaming to you live on Rumble, rumble.com slash amradpod. If you are with us, make sure that you give us a like and follow the show and uh, join us in the chat. If you're here, we are here every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Or if you listen to the audio format, the podcast, we're on all of them, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, all the above. And if you are there, make sure you subscribe. You can leave a five-star review on iTunes. I like to read those. We've gotten uh, we've gotten a few of them. It's uh, it's really kind of a cool experience to get to get the feedback from people and know that we're impacting you and having a good experience in your life. Uh, we are starting a fresh week, and we're going to be sort of moving on to a new topic. I know Garrett and I hit hard on the DEI uh, mind virus that's been infiltrating the American psyche in the last uh, few episodes. Here, we're going to be going on to something new. Uh, I want to bring on Garrett, who just made it in under the wire for the American Radicals podcast. He almost big-timed us, folks. He had a, a, a appearance on the Stone Zone with the great Roger Stone. Uh, but uh, GOB made it with about 12 seconds to spare. Just in time. Woo! I had to do a wardrobe change and everything. Because, <laughs> you know, I wasn't looking as schleppy on... Uh, or I don't... Uh, I shouldn't say schleppy. Because, you know what? Suspendables merch is anything but schlep. So... I was wearing, you know, something else, whatever, but yeah, it's high quality money. man. it's high yeah. quality. We make them all jealous. That's why your hat is, uh, is in high demand, even though it is in low supply. So we'll have to, we'll, we'll make sure we plug the merch store. Let's just do it now. Let's plug oh, the merch store not. right out the bat. And before no we get time to like it, the present, send yeah, merch store. get your merch. Can't get the hat. Sorry. I know I wear one. I feel like I've been wearing a hat a lot lately and I'll probably will keep it up. I don't know. I've been, I've just been digging it. And, uh, so for all of you out there lusting after the hat, I apologize. But uh, yeah, the hat is out of stock. But hey, who knows? The more I think about it and the more, because I see people in the chat say, oh man, I, I really wish I could get one of those hats. Maybe I'll just bring back this hat. I'll get the same patches. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out someday. But yeah, head on over to the-suspendables.com. Get yourself a t-shirt, some Ranger panties, some stickers, you know, whatever, whatever. We got some of the, I'm not wearing, I'm wearing the, the, uh, sherpa hoodie right now but we got a a few of the other green and charcoal gray hoodies left too so get you get you some swag y'all all right well let's let's move on to the new topic that i wanted to have at hand and i i had a story in my mind that i, I thought was uh worth telling i think you probably find it pretty entertaining uh, because i don't know if you've kept in contact with the people uh anybody who was in your office before you were suspended. Uh, I basically have like one buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's not many, <laughs> man. <laughs> and, uh, and and so so for reference today, we're going to be talking about the failing court system in America, most mostly the Supreme Court. And uh, and to sort of cue this up, uh, I want to tell the story. I 
you know, after I got suspended, I went shooting with my buddy. He was a task force officer. So he wasn't actually an FBI employee. He wound up leaving the FBI shortly thereafter, but he was reflecting on my immediate aftermath of when they walked me out and how the FBI flew these investigators down to go do one-on-one -on -one interviews with all of them. And my buddy is obviously not a good FBI person because he's a critical thinker and has a he's a squared away guy so would not be meeting with the hiring standards going on now and he was telling me how he sat down with these investigators and they said they tried to paint me as this really political person to entrap me in this this accusation and they said so so steve he he doesn't like democrats does he and my buddy is is clever he he goes no no hates democrats and he just watches them they start taking notes and then he waits and he goes well steve doesn't like republicans either though Actually, Steve doesn't really like anybody, so I don't know what you're going with on this one. <laughs> that was the way he kind of ended the interview, just blows up their whole narrative. And I tell that story because we always like to talk about the occupant of the Oval Office and, and rail on whoever that is, and we are justifiably unhappy with that. And we are justifiably very unhappy with Congress, who is really, really trying hard to send like $90 billion to Ukraine today. Yeah. Doesn't but make just don't get it. <laughs> I think we've been derelict in our criticism. We need to be equal opportunity critics of the third branch of government, the Supreme Court, and the entire judiciary, which is why we've entitled today failing court. Yep. I mean, no doubt about that. I completely, completely spot on. It's all three branches, man. Legislative, executive, and judicial. They are all to blame with... I don't know the the demise of America. That there, I said it. The demise of America. They are all to blame. So yeah, it'll be good to hone in on the judicial branch. You know, we mentioned I was on Roger Stone. We were talking about um, that January sixth documentary that both of us were played a role in for uh, Epic Times. Joe Hanneman was on with me as well, and it's like look no further than there. Joe mentioned how um, there there have been. 100% conviction rates in January 6 cases that decided to take it to trial. And the only ones that there were any acquittals were in bench trials. And he was saying that if you look at any of the federal uh, district and circuit uh, courts, that like that should not, that's basically impossible to have to have happen. But it's happening for our gulag friends uh, who attended January sixth. So, yeah, they're all to blame. The judicial branch. It'll be it'll be good to hone in on those chumps. And we will do that, and uh, we'll do it with a nice uh, a nice movie reference. We've been a little bit slacking in that department here. This is where I'm going to have two of my favorite courtroom drama films referenced today. Um, and, and we'll start here, not because it's particularly relevant to the Supreme Court, but I think they're all all the occupants there are people who went to law school, right? So I, I, we, we can we can fill this in. Uh, let's send this and uh, get off on our way, talk about the failing courts. What possible good could come from putting Jessup on the stand? He told Kendrick to order the code red. He did? That's great. Why didn't you say so? And of course, you have proof of that. Oh, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. You were sick the day they taught law at law school. You put him on the stand and you get it from him. Oh. We get it from him. Yes, no problem. We get it from him. Colonel Jessup, isn't it true that you ordered the code red on Santiago? Listen, we're all a little... Eh, 
I'm sorry, your time's run out. What do we have for the losers, Judge? Well, for our defendants, it's a lifetime at exotic Fort Leavenworth. And for defense counsel Kathy, that's right, it's a court-martial! Yes, Johnny! After falsely accusing a highly decorated Marine officer of conspiracy and perjury, Lieutenant Kathy will have a long and prosperous career teaching typewriter maintenance at the Rocco Colombo School for Women. Thank you for playing, should we or should we not? Follow the advice of the galactically stupid. There you have it. Um, Garrett, I, I sort of feel like our justices must have missed the day they taught law at law school often and, <laughs> and are actually galactically stupid. And, and we will jump in with the first story, which I think uh, was talked about ad nauseum, but uh, maybe it's, it's sort of faded into the background here recently. And, uh, and this is with the... I'm sorry about that wrong wrong one. Uh, Supreme Court allows federal agents to cut the razor wire at the Texas installed U.S. Mexico border. There's been all a fight between the states and the feds, and I think it's it's worth having. Um, but is the most recent example of the Supreme Court completely falling all over itself to try yeah. to read things into the law that are not really there. Uh, this was a story from the AP, just to cue it up. Divided Supreme Court allowed the border patrol agents to resume cutting the now for now razor wire that Texas installed along a stretch of the U S Mexico border. That is at the center of an escalating standoff between the Biden administration and the state over immigration enforcement. It was a five, four vote and it clears the way for border patrol agents to cut or clear out Constantino wire that Texas has put along the banks of the Rio Grande to deter migrants from entering the U S illegally. Garrett, this was uh, I'm, I'm actually was actually pretty relieved that they uh, that Texas pushed back on this. And in to the extent that th the Supreme Court doesn't have a police department or an enforcement mechanism, it's the whole premise that we, um, especially on the right on the political side of things, tend to say is, well, whatever the court decides, we have to live and abide by. And um, this was a, a, a unnatural move um, from a, a red state governor and, and typically conservative leading people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm glad that this was your first example you brought up because this is for me, the most recent example where it's like, okay, yeah, this, ju the judicial branch is just as bad as all the rest for all the talk that people want to give towards, Oh, it's a conservative majority. Now, no, it's not this ruling right here proves that, but two, it's, it was good to see governor Abbott push back and say, well, we're going to do our thing anyways, because I, I got to do what's best for Texas. And it's a real shame to actually have seen how the soups came down on this because, okay, yeah, you can put in the bag the four, you know, Contagi, Jackson, Brown, and Sotomayors. You, you can put all of them in the category. Of course, they're going to vote against the state. You're going to expect that from a liberal justice. But what about the rest? Well, look they voted against they voted against the state here and when the highest court in the land is actively going against our federalist system that's how you know it's jumped the shark and how you know like the demise of america is is preeminent and uh the other thing here too it's like okay well what recourse now does a state have other than thankfully the governor pushed back here but what if he wouldn't have or I'll, honestly like the, the the other thing I guess I want to say about the, the Supreme Court is over time, like you can, 
these issues can be raised again in court. You know, like uh, I think of our specific scenario with getting our security clearances suspended. That that goes back to a Supreme Court case from 1983. And that's the one it's it's called Navy versus Egan. You can go look it up if you want. But the reason we like I'm in a lawsuit is to fight that because my attorneys think that that was a bad ruling. And this Supreme Court might rule differently if it ever gets there than, you know, the Supreme Court did in 1983. But honestly, at this point in my life, when you see a, a case like this where you literally have an invasion ha invasion happening at our southern border and the Supreme Court says, nah, we're going to rule uh, in favor of the executive branch. Like, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing for you at that point. And it's a asymmetrical battle because one side says, well, I don't care what the courts say. They're just going to do whatever they want. Uh, if, the, if they say the court came down and said, no, you're not allowed to cut the wire because you've been derelict in your duty. And in fact, you must start to enforce the border as is your constitutional mandate. And do you think the Biden administration would say, well, gee whiz, I guess we have to and tuck tail and, and go down there and start manning a post? No, right. absolutely not. I mean, I mean, a perfect example of that. I mean, Maybe we'll get we'll get into it more later, but it's the the perfect example for that is the Dobbs decision in the summer of twenty one. Um, was it twenty one or was it twenty twenty one? Yes. Um. So, look what the Biden administration has done already. They already are acting like, oh, too bad. Like we don't care that the Supreme Court ruled that way. We're still going to push, you know, abortions and whatever else outside of that decision for military members you name it and they're going to fight and advocate on behalf of of states and uh i i mean hasn't the doj even taken places like i want to say alabama maybe i think they've taken some some states to court themselves in in light of the dobbs decision and it's like they don't care they don't care what the supreme court rules if if it's not in their favor well, it's the old, well, it's, it's settled law if it goes in our way, but if it's, it's an ev evolution, it's, it's right. gotta be reinterpreted if it doesn't, that's yeah. the, the game that they play. Um, I didn't want to spend too much time on that one. I thought it was just the most recent and relevant because it's been sort of in the news cycle in the last few weeks. Uh, but there was one that I know impacted you and me very directly. And it's something that we have pretty strong feelings about. And that was the, the Supreme court, uh, allowing, the uh or tossing the federal vaccine mandate ruling and that was relatively recently uh, but i do want to move over to that one and this was a, a reporting um from the hill and it was from the end of last year in december supreme court wipes rulings on federal employee military vaccine mandates and if you read in here uh you don't have to read too far but it says with the mandate rescinded because they the Biden administration rescinded the the mandate uh, after they uh, had given everybody the requirement and then so many people had gone ahead and gotten the corona shot. The justices siding with the Biden administration Monday and agreeing to set aside the lower rulings after deeming the disputes mute, moot, thus providing a clean legal slate for any future vaccine mandates, which was the biggest problem that I had. Um, I imagine that you did as well, Garrett. Yep. Yep, exactly right. It is the biggest problem I had. Honestly, that is really for me, it's like the it's like the cornerstone moment where I was like, oh, the government actually hates the people. And that's 
was kind of like the 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 scales falling from my eyes moment where then i started seeing like evil doing you know ev wickedness everywhere i looked almost and it was like oh man the fbi is full on wicked i didn't how did i not realize this before uh but it took something like that where it's like you don't have to be um a freaking legal scholar to know that just the fourth amendment alone like is enough for me to be like hey bodily bodily autonomy is kind of a thing and the government can't tell you to put this magical juice in your body and if you don't you're going to lose your job like clearly like that is anti-american especially when it's an untested alleged vaccine i'll use my finger quotes because <laughs> as we know it it wasn't even a good therapeutic and and now like there are there's you know calls for moratoriums on it because it's like oh actually this thing is way worse than we thought it was going to be now there were some people like you and me for whatever reason early on we saw that writing on the wall i don't know if you call it just discernment or we looked into it more thoroughly or whatever it was but there was a small contingent where we were like no way and no way can the government tell you uh, you have to put this in your body. And now fast forward a few years. And now the Supreme Court, what do they do? They lean into their cowardice and they just just get rid of it. To, and, and like you said, like you read from the article, it opens the door for a future vaccine mandate. That is the whole reason it was good that it got to the Supreme Court was that so they could rule. But did they? No. They said, ah. Uh, We'll leave it for another day because we're a bunch of cowards. And I think of the lawsuit that that it was a lawsuit that I was a named plaintiff in is the one that got to the Supreme Court. It was with Feds for Medical Freedom. Uh, they're just they just go by Feds for Freedom now. But it got an injunction initially, and you know then they're like, we're going to keep fighting this because like we need like a final answer on this like for all time. Hundred percent, hundred percent, we do. And now we're not going to get it. It's all too often that the Supreme Court's looking to find the the really specific element of any particular case, so they don't have to issue a broad stroke decision. I think they're loath to do that. There's because they don't want to anger all sides. They can just say, "Well, it's only relevant to this one thing." And, and you're right. The whole point of that suit was we want an answer on the idea that the government can mandate that you inject something into your body at risk of losing your job or at risk who knows maybe they go further if you don't get it then we're going to limit your mobility we maybe we'll lock you up there it's always this slippery slope and i tried to think of an equivalent for the way that they backed out of it and it would be like let's say that you uh, that a woman was sexually assaulted by a man and she contracted a venereal disease as a result of it. And the justices said, well, you're not currently being raped. So we are not going to render a decision on this because he's he's not currently doing it to you. And in, he's said that was a mistake. Um, so the ramifications physically that you might be suffering for, uh, we, we're not going to weigh in on that. We're not going to not going to issue a ruling. I think that's that's a pretty close, especially when you look at the study that came out. And I think it came from India, or maybe it was Indonesia, something something like that. That they did a study of this mRNA shot on rats, and they were finding that they gestation periods where the the mother rats were being injected, and they were having specifically male babies who were autistic. How about that? 
but now you're just a now you're just a vaccine conspiracy theorist. Oh, now it's now it's autism, and it's like you know the more you look into this stuff, the more it's like yeah, pretty sure all those conspiracy theorists are right, like every time. It's it's getting to be that way, but we're fortunate to be on Rumble where it's free speech. We're not <laughs> we're not going to be censored here. We can share these views with everyone. American Radicals Podcast, Rumble.com slash AmRadPod. And while we're on the topic of health, I do want to make sure that we plug the the show sponsor, TrueEarth.co. True Earth Pharmacy. You can go there. It is the planting season. You can get some great fertilizer. I saw the results of um, the the fertilizers that they have there, guys, and it's shocking the quality of, of product they have. And then they've vertically integrated and they started to grow their own materials uh, to make supplements. And I am on the regimen where I get to uh, I get to have the turmeric and lion's mane and mushroom. And it, I'm feeling really good. I've been doing it for about six weeks now, and it is, uh, it is definitely making an impact. So I encourage everyone to go to TrueEarth.co. You can leave off the M, TrueEarth.co. Use the unique promo code for this show, AMRAD24, to get 10% off. And uh, you can, too, try to get healthy in 2024. So we're going to move on, on from the... Uh, Let me throw one more thing in here about this COVID stuff. Sure. about the COVID vaccine thing. So I don't know why, but it popped into my head. And I think it especially stands out to me because it comes from um, Sonia Sotomayor, who is like a screaming lefty. Um, but way early on in all this, I wrote like, I don't know what you want to call it, a legal memo. I don't know, whatever. But it's pretty long. And it was I was very thorough with it. Lots of footnotes. But as, as we were talking about it, I thought about this. And so this comes from... A, a, a different Supreme Court case, Missouri versus McNeely, 2013. It's a it's a drunk driving case. And in that case, um, the officer was seeking McNeely's blood. And so what do you have to do? You got to stick a needle in the dude's arm to get his blood. And and so it says in Missouri versus McNeely, the court ruled that sticking a needle beneath, beneath McNeely's skin was, quote, such an invasion of bodily integrity that it implicates an individual's most personal and deep-rooted expectations of privacy, end quote. In the oral arguments for McNeely, Justice Sotomayor, who also wrote the opinion for the court, asked, quote, so how can it be reasonable to forego the Fourth Amendment in a procedure as intrusive as a needle going into someone's body, end quote. And so I brought that up and I said, has that question been brought up in regards to these executive orders? So she asked, how can it be reasonable to forego the Fourth Amendment in a procedure that's sticking a needle in someone's body? Mind you, to to take something out. It's sticking an empty needle in to take blood out. In our case, it was stick this needle in your body or you're going to get fired. And we're going to put an unknown substance into it. But hey, that's okay. That can be mandated by an executive order. And now the judicial branch, they're not even going to consider it. They're not even going to consider it. And actually, the next story I have, is, it touches on the coronavirus vaccine stuff and, and also shows the absurdity of how one end of the spectrum versus another. Uh, and, and this was, so we'll stay on this topic sort of and then show the, the, uh, the contrast here. And this is from The Blaze. That's the story, a right to expose a minor, but no right to be free of Pfizer. 
And if you read here, this was uh, from last November. So it's only a few months old. It's definitely worth read. Uh, Daniel Horwitz, it, man, that guy's for show prep for the for our program here. I swear, I, I just read everything that guy has to say. Yeah. And, and he's he's just a genius. So what, what Daniel writes here is the, the Supreme Court justices denied an appeal from New Jersey nurses who were forced to get the dangerous COVID jab or lose their jobs in state hospitals. Federal District Court ruled in 2022 that no rights were violated by the state. Unbelievable. Yeah. By the time yeah. the case Just reached... The, yeah, like, I, I totally... Like, dude, yeah, we're, we're... I mean, people know this already, I'm sure. We're certainly kindred spirits because that part right there, it's like my mind is going like a thousand miles an hour just screaming like, what do you mean? Like you can't hold the state accountable. Like what, what world do we live in? And and similarly to what we experienced as federal workers, the governor of the state of New Jersey lifted the mandate before it got to the uh, appeals. And in December, 2021, the six justices. So this is supposed to be a conservative six to three court, right? Well, six of them denied emergency injunctive relief to New York healthcare workers who were being deprived of religious liberty exemption from the state's vaccine mandate. Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, and Samuel Alito were the only three that they wouldn't have. And then Daniel then, Daniel Horowitz here at the Blaze, contrasts that with a Florida ruling. And it says at issue was the Florida's, there was a Florida law that was taking away the liquor licenses from bars that hold adult sexual performances where minors may be present. And a federal district court in Florida issued a statewide injunction warning that the state likely violated free speech of bar and restaurant owners. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh and Barrett voted with the liberals not to hear Florida's appeal to that. So it actually was appealed to the Supreme Court, but they did not grant it cert. And it was essentially given back to the lower court's ruling. And they lower court ruled that Florida violated free speech laws by saying you can't have a liquor license if you're going to let kids into your bar to see drag shows. Oh man, it's tiring, dude. Like, like I know I've said it a bunch already. This episode, they're a bunch of cowards. They're not taking this stuff up. They're a bunch of cowards, plain and simple. And here's what I don't get about it. If I'm a soup, I'm one of nine. Like that's it. What do I have to be a coward about? Like what I say goes. If I can persuade on you know four other justices, then how we rule is the law of the land. Why am I going to be a coward about anything coming in that is like really quite frankly, it's like grave civil rights. The the one out of Florida you just mentioned, that's civil rights. The 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 one about um the COVID, the, the COVID vaccine stuff. It's civil rights again. It's bodily autonomy. It's free speech. It's, you know, whatever. And oh, we're we're just not going to take it up. Why? What? Why not? Like, take up as many as you can and rule on these things. This will be a continuing conversation too, along the lines of free speech. The debate, the way that we are interpreting what is speech or expression or thought, and applying it to things that are not relevant to that conversation that the Supreme court especially is laughable. I mean, you have, I think it's California said that in, in multiple States, enough followed suit panhandling is free speech. You're, you're, you're standing on a street corner begging for money, but because it's written down in a sign and you're harassing people and actually providing a, a risk to the public safety, because someone's going to have to swerve out of the way, or you're going to, you're going to be accosted. That's free speech. We can't arrest that. Um, we found out that 
you can, and I'll show this. I have the, have the video of it. You can burn an American flag, which again, this is free speech. I know that. And this was uh, a few weeks back from January 28th. Here is a uh, video. For those who are watching it here, it's uh, in a protest for we have to save Gaza against uh, against Israel. And this is going on in New York by a bunch of idiots that are there. Um, but I can trust that because in New York, they also arrested a homeless man for defecating on a gay pride, pride flag. That's free speech, bro. I mean, by, by their own logic. And and you know what? The burning of the American flag, that one goes back, I want to say, to like the 70s, maybe the 60s, which was ruled on by the Supreme Court. And if I'm going to burn your LGBTQ flag or defecate on it, how is that any different? But hey, man, that's that's the new God. That's the new religion. So, you know, that's you can't do that. Like, I, I guess along those same lines, I think it was florida maybe not florida but there was like a lgbtq flag like mural like in the street and a dude was doing like burnouts, yeah, on, it. burnouts on it yeah and it's like oh they're gonna go after him well your free speech doesn't trump his and vice versa like that's not how it works that's how that's never worked that way it is if the gay pride is the national religion and you can't that's right you that's can't right. offend that you mm -hmm. And it's the whole these milk toast squishy conservative people that are saying that oh well, you have to have drag shows in the public library or in the school library because that's a blessing of liberty and we have to erect satanic monuments inside the state house in iowa because otherwise you can't celebrate baby jesus at christmas time it's not an apples to apples comparison in this whole seeking of the purity of that conversation i, I think these lawyers it, especially if those who are at the upper levels of either the appeals courts or the Supreme court, they get so wrapped around the, the finite minutia of the law. And then you combine that, that ability to read into things that the minutia with their own caritas and they refuse to take up serious issues or they find a way to somehow punt it. Uh, and, and that is how this third branch of government has just been a colossal failure, regardless of its current makeup. Now, the the liberals, they they don't care about the law at all. They, they didn't have to go to law school. They went to the school of woke, right? And they are going to rule the way that their side wants. It's these conservative guys that are trying to be purists and uh, and acknowledge the Constitution. And uh, I, I know in a vacuum that sounds like really appealing, that that's what you'd like. But I think it also, uh, as a result, you're not contemplating what the reality of the battlefield is conditions are at this point and there has to be a pushback to restore some semblance of, of order here we we've veered too far off the path it's going to take uh, a more energetic effort on behalf of the judiciary to to restore order yeah for sure i mean i uh i, I was thinking in my head where i wanted to go in scripture for this one i might end up doing both but what what you just were saying it it to me, it's like, this is Habakkuk's complaint in Habakkuk 1-4. And I, I feel it like it, at my core, you know, like the struggle here where it's like, come on, judicial branch, like at least be our saving grace in some of this stuff. And it seems like more and more they aren't. But uh, Habakkuk chapter 1, just the first few verses, it says, uh, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? 
Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. And quite frankly, if if you don't see that that's the case in America, I mean, well, one, it's very sad that that's the case here. But two, if you don't see that, I don't, I don't know what you've been paying attention to the last, I don't know, ten years or so. But um, it seems like it's especially the case these days: justice being paralyzed, the law going forth per perverted. I mean, right now, what are we on? Example three, example four so far, just in, in recent memory of, of how the, the top court, the court to rule on these things is turning them aside. They're ruling in a way that is anti the people. They're ruling in a way that causes the justice to go forth perverted because they aren't actually ruling. They're saying, ah, it's, it's moot now. So maybe next time. They have been derelict, and they're they're supposed to be called to be brave. They're supposed to be called to leadership. That's why they were nominated and appointed to the highest court in the land. And they, as opposed to doing that, are like every other politician. Oh, uh, that wasn't me. I I voted to empower a regulator to do that or an administrative agency, and they're the ones that actually infringe on your rights. It wasn't me. It was definitely not me. Not me. Yep. The the buck around to each other and. and not just in within one branch of of the government. It's it's all three at this point. Mm -hmm. on the state level, and and we can even stay on the. We're we're back to the the drag drag queen tranny madness thing. Um, another story too that that came up um, that I think we we should touch on. And again, our our great friend of the program. I wish he was. Um, I've texted with this guy a little bit actually. So so Daniel Horowitz, uh, our conservative court strikes again. He calls it. And uh, this is in regard to SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, upholding a state ban on, quote, gay conversion therapy. So what is gay conversion therapy uh, and what is gender affirming care? Well, they are the exact opposite of what you think. So gay conversion therapy is not converting someone from being heterosexual to homosexual, straight to gay. The state said, and this is the state of Washington, uh, says that gay conversion conversion therapy is telling someone who says that they are gay, trying to coach them not to be gay. Uh, and in, in this article, uh, Daniel writes, in a world contorted beyond belief, it is a crime in Washington to counsel a boy that he is indeed a boy if he is struggling with the latest fad, but it is not considered abuse to convince a boy he is really a girl. <laughs> It just, I mean, you have to wrap your head around it. Um, uh -huh. I'll just read a little bit. Well, we'll let, we'll let that uh, simmer. So it looks like Gorsuch, Barrett, and Roberts joined the three liberals on the court, denying an appeal from this case called Tingley versus Ferguson, which means that Washington's law and similar legislation in 19 other states and the District of Columbia will remain on the books. For several years now, the appeals courts have been split. And the, the split is whether it's a First Amendment question. Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, that's the far left, that's the Ninth, they call it the Ninth Circus, uh, upholding Washington's law. They're saying that the, upholding this law that, that makes it illegal for you to tell your boy who say, thinks he's a girl that, no, you're really a boy, uh, that's a that's a healthcare regulation, not, first, not free speech. 
Oh, it, sure. It's okay, a healthcare yeah. regulation. Just and the working. 11th, <laughs> the 11th Circuit, which is better now, uh, the 5th and the 11th are, are better since the, the Trump administration made some good nominations there, uh, that such laws violate the healthcare provider's freedom of speech. So now we have, th this is where you need the Supreme Court, right? One side is saying this is free speech. The other side is saying this is a legitimate regulation. We need the Supreme Court of the land to weigh in on this. Um, and because they refuse to hear it, it gets sent back down. And the lower court ruling was that this is a healthcare regulation. And and here, before I get your thoughts on this, Garrett, uh, this is the problem because we always, we're always about setting precedents, which the Supreme Court did here. By not actually taking this up, they set a precedent. California has tried to use healthcare regulations to gag doctors from providing patients with informed consent about the coronavirus vaccines. Ah, of course. Wouldn't well, you know now, the, now the path is clear for them to do just that. Thanks, Ninth Circus. Uh, because <laughs> thanks, they, they, Court. They, they're Ninth Circus as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Supreme Court. Well, one, thanks, thanks to the Ninth Circuit for ruling in, in an insane but expected way. And thanks, Supreme Court, for, oh, guess what? Being a coward, being cowards again. There you go. Seems to be a theme today. But um, uh, one, this is this manipulation of the language is sat out, straight out of Satan's playbook. This is stuff where he is like, yes, my plans are coming to fruition because it's deception. That's what that is. Uh, speech isn't speech anymore. Speech is medical diagnoses speeches anything but speech anything but speech at least when it comes to things that we want a certain way then you know we'll argue that they aren't speech or maybe that they are if it's going to help our cause and hey since we're in wackadoo washington california you know um uh oregon crazy territory you know our 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 crazy local court will will rule in our favor anyways. And then the Supreme court, they're going to be so afraid to take it up because anything that is anti a left agenda, I mean, they've learned from Dobbs. I know we talked about Dobbs earlier, but they learned like, Oh man, if, if we don't rule in favor of the lefties, we're going to have protesters on our street outside of our house, maybe even traveling across the nation to try to kill one of us. So maybe we'll just like not rule on as much of this stuff as possible because we're afraid. Whatever happened to that guy, by the way? Where's that story where the assassin tried to yeah. kill Brett Kavanaugh and his entire yeah. family? Yeah, the lead has been buried on that one because uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good for the left. No, I think it's going to go the same way as this Houston shooter went, where yep. we were talking on yesterday. That for those who don't know, there was Joel Osteen's church had an active shooter come in who was a woman for trying to be a man from <laughs> South America, and it was white supremacy. As and had a Palestine sticker on the buttstock <laughs> of their AR. So they got to, they're going to bury this one quick. Um, yeah. It's, which it's like, I don't know, dude. It just, it, it's so, it's mind bottling. Have you ever seen uh, Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell? <laughs> I, I, no, I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. That's one of the few oh. uh, movies I've not seen. I've seen like every other movie, <laughs> but maybe <laughs> Will Ferrell, not really my jam. I feel like not a lot of people have seen that movie because I'll say mind bottling and people will be like, what? And I'll be like, mind bottling. And it's from that movie because uh, at one point he says that and the other guy, it's the dude from um, uh, uh, oh, 
What's Napoleon, the, Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite, yep. And uh, he's like, did you just say mind bottling? And he's like, yeah, because it like puts everything like your mind in a bottle or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but uh, we get our we get our movie quote reference for the day, at least. <laughs> but um, yeah. it really is mind bottling to me. I don't even remember what I was going to say about my mind being bottled, but it the is. Kavanaugh assassin just being. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. And so. Yeah, if you take the Nashville shooter, you take this one at the Joel Olstein church, which, you know what, Joel Olstein, quite, I'll say it here. You heard it here first, folks. You didn't. I'm sure a lot of people have said this, but um, blasphemer, blasphemer, yeah, false teacher. I, I don't, I don't get how people <laughs> fall for people like that. Like, like, dude, he like is legit and apostate. Like the New Testament talks about this all over the place about false teachers and and apostasy, and he is like near the top of the list, but. People fall for it. But anyways, doesn't mean you go shoot up the dude's church. Um, but whether it's this shooter from El Salvador who's marked down in the Houston, um, uh, you know, booking, you know, booking system as a white male doesn't even make any sense. Uh, whether it's that or it's the Nashville shooter or it's, you know, this Kavanaugh person hunting him down and wanting to assassinate him. You, you you stop hearing about it uh, and it gets buried or like in the case of the Nashville ones now they're hunting for the for the dudes who who leaked to Crowder potentially and it's like uh we got all this backwards man all of it is backwards they've changed language speech is violence violence is speech actual perpetrators of crime we just forget about that that's why we let people go for beating up cops on camera in New York City and the where are we four weeks post the, the people from Hamas tried to storm the White House, and that that's not a thing anymore. And then there was not an active shooter in Iowa who was a tranny, and we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, it's a lot of misdirection. Uh, but to bring it back into focus here, we've touched on some some medical uh, liberty. We've talked on some free speech and the the religion of the country, the tranny religion, the the gay pride religion. And then we were talking about an active shooter. Now, to prepare for an active shooter, I, I think we have to look um, at this next story for another, yet another failure for the the courts. Justices won't block an Illinois ban on gun on assault style weapons. Man, that language, assault style weapons. Yes, the language again, dude. Yeah, but it will. will it's the it's written the the uh, the news put it there. We'll we'll use their language, but we both know how much we object to that. The Supreme Court on Thursday afternoon declined to temporarily block an Illinois law that bans the purchase, sale, possession, and manufacture of assault-style weapons. In a brief unsigned order without any explanation that this is the courage of their convictions, right? The mm -hmm. justices denied a request to intervene after two lower courts rejected requests to put the law on hold, calling the law manifestly unconstitutional on the 7th Circuit's ruling manifestly erroneous. The challengers urged the justices to put the law on hold to give them time to file a petition for Supreme Court review, along with hundreds of thousands of law-abiding Illinois citizens. They wrote, they are suffering irreparable injury because their fundamental right to keep and bear arms is being infringed. Now, Texas doesn't have that problem, which is likely why the uh, active shooter was not as damaging to Joel Osteen's church as she could have been. Um, but there's also an associated video, I think, that's that's worth uh, sharing on this one because it shows the general – it's not just a violation, a, a shirking of the responsibilities, a violation of your rights. It generally creates confusion from amongst people 
that can only have negative consequences because it, it's it's like the analogy of if if you if we're playing a baseball game, um, I need to know what the the umpire strike zone is, and it has to be consistent for both sides. It has to be, has to be consistent across all batters. It might be a terrible strike zone, but as long as it's consistent, we can have yeah. the game, right? Right, right. But we don't have that because these guys at the Supreme Court will not take certain things up. Or they rule in ways that are very specific to the one case in front of them as opposed mm -hmm. to giving a more general idea. And then we all just kind of bump around like a bunch of blind mice. Right. Um, and, and here's a, a local news story from Illinois showing just the, the consequences of that. The registration deadline for assault weapons in Illinois has now passed. Yeah, but there's still a lot of questions from gun owners about the law. So far, the number of people who've registered these guns remains low. The system opened in October. In that time, a little more than 15,000 owners have filled out a registration form. There are nearly 2.5 million FOIA card holders in the state. Lawmakers have yet to agree on permanent rules for registration. State police have issued guidance with a frequently asked questions page on its website. Hunting groups say there's still a lot of confusion. Um, some people are going to register. Some people are not going to register. It is up to their choice. There's a lot of people that aren't going to register simply because they don't realize they have to register. This is all part of the Protect Illinois Communities Act. The law also bans the sale of semi-automatic pistols, shotguns and rifles, long gun magazines with more than 10 rounds, and handgun magazines with more than 15 rounds are also now illegal. The ban does not apply to everyone. Active and retired law enforcement, active military, prison guards, and private security are exempt. So there you have it. That's a, a news report. Nobody knows what's going on. The, the yeah. police are saying, like, we can give you guidance. The lawmakers haven't made laws. Uh, maybe maybe you shouldn't just ban things and then not have any sort of guidance for people to follow along with. Um, and you should but definitely not. rifles are bad. We have to ban them. Did you see those guns, man? They looked really scary. They were painted black. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you never yep. know. Nothing it, like a black gun to put the fear of I don't know what into <laughs> into the masses, <laughs> and, and especially after a uh, ruling like they have in Heller, how is this possibly being done still? And how is if if we're going to have a legitimate Supreme Court, how are they not just coming in over the top and saying nope, we're stopping that down now? We're, we don't even need an appeal, right? Th that is being direct mainlined here. This is a significant state with a significant city. Chicago is what the third or fourth largest city in America. Yeah, um, that that needs to be brought to them forthwith. They need to issue the ruling to just stop it out. You know, we have this pesky little Second Amendment here, guys, um, and I know that you don't like it. But if you're going to be part of the union, you're going to have to respect that. Yeah. Uh, and the Supreme Court justice, they're look, they're uh, they're DC people. They are comfortable. Uh, in an environment where there's no guns, I, I guess. Yeah, makes no sense to me. I want more guns, more guns all around by people who know what they're doing with them, though. Yes, yes. That's what people ask me, what what kind of gun to get. I said, oh, well, are you trained? Why don't you get some training first? Yeah, that, get some that would training. be yeah. um, that would be far superior to that. Uh, I wanted to stay on the on the Second Amendment thing. I have another story, and this is uh, we covered on Illinois. So we have to go to California, right? California. They lead the way. They're just a couple years ahead of where the rest of the nation will be. Yes. Well, it's Canada to California to the rest of the country, right? 
And this was a California ammunition background check law can remain in effect, says the courts. California can proceed with enforcing a law requiring people to undergo a background check to buy ammunition after a divided federal appeals court on Monday put a hold on the judge's ruling declaring it unconstitutional. The Ninth Circuit, so the, the circus panel, on a two-to-one vote stayed last week's ruling by the U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez in San Diego holding that the background checks on law violated the right to bear arms protected by the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. California voters had a 2016 approved a ballot measure requiring gun owners to undergo initial background checks to buy ammunition and pay $50 for a four-year ammunition permit. Legislators amended the measure to require background checks for each ammunition purchase starting in 2019. So it's not even like a situation where you, I mean, it's, it's an infringement no matter what, but, oh, I went through the background check once. Well, now it's every time you buy ammunition, like every time you buy a firearm, you have to get a background check, which is not only unconstitutional, but is uh, is also a cumbersome financial aspect because you're you're going to be paying for that background check. You're just going to make ammunition more expensive for people, yep. and that's the goal. So people are just not going to go buy ammunition. It's been an interesting experiment in freedom. Uh, I think the founders have failed. They failed us and we failed them uh, as well. And hey, I don't know. Maybe it lasted longer than they thought it would. I'm not really sure what their long-term plans were, but uh, a background check for ammunition, like that's that's coming to a state near you soon. If it's held up there, I just, I'm not holding my breath. That will be the law of the land uh, probably before my beard is gray. <laughs> And you could make the, the case, well, it's ammunition is associated with firearms. That's so a second amendment issue. Well, if, if they're basically arguing on both sides of their mouth, mm -hmm. they're, they're going to say, well, it's not that we can regulate this because it's not a gun. It's not a firearm. So we can regulate that. Well, is it one or the other? And they're, they're making the argument on both sides of their mouth. And the court is saying, that's just fine with us. It's at a certain point, the the people are just going to have to refuse. They're going to have to do what Texas did for the, the ruling on the border and then say, yeah. we're not. OK, fine. Come and take it. Yeah. Come and make me. Why don't you send the uh, the, the, the police department or the, the, the Bureau of Investigation or the army that the Supreme Court uh, mis has has? No, you don't. Oh, you don't have the ability to enforce. Yeah. And that 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 would have to be to, to that level. We have to get it, especially on the people on the right side of the yep. we have to get instead it of just, well, that's what they ruled. So uh, that's what we're going to abide by. Oh, man, we talked about all these different topics. It's still I get so angry every time I hear how Christy Nome in South Dakota says we can't shoot fireworks at Mount Rushmore on Fourth of July because the court said we can't Like, just send them up. What are they going to yeah. do? Yeah, what are they going to do to you? Are they going to come knock knock on the governor's mansion door and say, "All right, Christy, you're coming with us." Like, you have to start. You, I mean, you have to push back. You just have to. I think uh, as we're as we're wrapping this thing up, there's a. I found this. This was a speech by the late Antonin Scalia, um, mm -hmm. and I want to share that with us. And he he was reflecting at Santa Clara, um, and I'll pull it up. And this is. What he said, I think he said it better than both of us because Antonin Scalia is a genius. 
<laughs> and he, so Scalia wrote, do you think the American people would ever have ratified the constitution if they had been told the meaning of this document shall be whatever a majority of the Supreme court says it is. Right. <laughs> it's the well destruction said. of our democratic system. I cannot imagine the system can continue with more and more of the basic rules made by the Supreme court. Well said. Yep. I, think, I mean, I, I don't believe that our founders that there's a reason that it's article three of the constitution, not article one, it's deemed to be the least powerful branch of government that is coming. But if there's, they, we always are taught in basic civics, it's co-equal. Not really. They just have the ability yeah. to check each other or theoretically supposed to. But th I think that the social compact has been broken to such an extent now that we're not playing in the, in the, in the same environment anymore. The, the entire right. pool has been polluted. Yeah. And the, uh, the executive branch, they're the lifeguard of the polluted pool, you know, like they, they're, they're running everything pretty much. They're doing whatever they want. Oh, the court ruled against us. All right. We're going to do it anyways. Oh, they, they ruled for us. Great. Uh, and you know what, we're going to send the Gestapo to your door and kick it in because you're a whistleblower. Like, I mean, it, you know, they, and yeah, the legislative branch, good grief. What what do they do? You know, like they, they just just get reelected, man. That's it. Yeah. The, the Supreme Court's that's why they have lifetime appointments, which we can have another debate about another day, because I don't think that that's appropriate. I mean, no, you, you remember when uh, the notorious RBG was falling asleep during arguments? And if, if I you do, we're just ruled by a bunch of octogenarians and uh -huh. they will they're going to leave the shards of their fingernails on the ground as we pull them out yep. they're clawing to get to hold on to power as much as they can. Yeah. Um, a final, uh, a, a final news story. I, we're going to go back to Daniel here. He's been my show prep for the whole day. Um, and, it, and not, not just the story itself, but I think he makes a good, just as good argument as, as Scalia does. And he says the founders did not give the Supreme court a police force for a reason. The court issues opinions which are supposed to persuade the other branches based on the quality of its facts and analysis. That is why Alexander Hamilton in Federal 78 said that the judiciary is the least dangerous branch because it has neither force nor will. So it's supposed to give the guidance. It's not supposed to be issuing these edicts that are going to mandate the way we're all supposed to go. Um, it's true that states are bound by the supremacy clause to follow the laws of the United States. But that's only when the laws are made in the pursuance of the Constitution. And I think the cases that Garrett, you and I have talked about today are definitely anti-constitutional. We've gone against uh, free speech, got against the uh, right to bear arms, um, due process rights, bodily, bodily autonomy, autonomy. Yep. Yep. religious expression. Um, this, these, that is why we have had a failing court uh, entirely. Um, I, want to, I do have a palate cleanse for us, but I want, want to get your final thoughts on the failing courts today on the American Radicals podcast. Yeah, I mean, I know it's I know I usually only do one of these, but uh, I'm, I'm pulling in a second scripture reference today. This Isaiah 59 might be my favorite book of the Bible. There's just so much in here. But just this little section, Isaiah 59, 14 and 15, justice is turned back. And righteousness stands far away, for truth has stumbled in the public squares, and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. I mean, again, like, to me, 
if if that's it right there truth is lacked in the public square if you try to speak the truth you're going to have some dude travel or if you're going to try to rule in this case rule for the truth they're going to have some whack job show up from halfway across the nation to assassinate you and then just to quiet you and and now you and the rest of your lackeys are going to just be cowards and you know not rule in favor of the people not rule in favor of what's good for a state not rule in favor of free speech or freedom of religion or bodily autonomy because the truth lacked but what does it say right at the end there it says or at least at the end of what i read the lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice i mean when there's there's what there's the lord loves justice and he hates when his creation his his number one creation humans when they are not just to each other he hates that and all of these examples are perfect examples of of the lack of justice that he hates but i'm glad to join you in the public square on rumble and hopefully bring the truth at least three times a week <laughs> at least three times a week and and uh we have gotten some great feedback from the audience uh, we wanted to make sure we throw up the one rumble rent that uh, we did get today from uh dl mega what does the <laughs> What does the dollar <laughs> button do, <laughs> well, brother? Uh, we are we are blessed beyond belief to have this this audience here um, and joining us three times a week, every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at noon Eastern. Uh, we're glad that you are with us. We're glad that you appreciate the perspectives that we bring. We're trying to to give you our thoughts and uh, bring it from our perspective of of our experiences and just we're sort of in the, in the middle of this right now. Uh, and, and it's been new and exciting every single day, um, to take it back and maybe sum it up for uh, the way and on a lighter note that we should view the Supreme court justices because they've, they've failed in their headship responsibilities. I, th I think that's, that's, that's your Bible re reference for me today. Um, and, uh, I, I think that this is, this is probably the, the, the more accurate reflection of, of the current, uh, occupants of those nine seats on, the Supreme Court will uh, will play it off here with my second favorite uh, courtroom drama, My Cousin Vinny. Whoa, how long you been wearing glasses? Since I was six. Have they always been that thick? Oh no, they, they got thicker over the years. So uh, as your eyes have gotten more and more out of whack as you've gotten older, how many different levels of thickness have you gone through? Oh, I don't know over 60 years maybe 10 times maybe you're ready for a thicker set oh oh no no i i, I think they're okay <laughs> maybe we should make sure let's check it out now how far were the defendants from you when you saw them entering the sack of suds about a hundred feet a hundred feet would you hold this please thank you Sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Okay, this is 50 feet. That's half the distance. How many fingers am I holding up? Let the record show that counselor's holding up two fingers. Your Honor, please, huh? Oh. Sorry. Now, Mrs. Riley. And only Mrs. Riley. How many fingers am I holding up now?
full. What do you think now, dear? Uh, thinking of getting thicker glasses. Thank you. Classic. Classic. My cousin Vinny is is one of the best. It's one actually one of my favorite all time movies. Um, but the the judge there, I think that that's so that's what we got sitting up on the high court. Wouldn't you agree, Garrett? A hundred percent. That being said, I'd I'd rather at this point have Herman Munster, same actor, uh, <laughs> ruling over us than uh, the the way that these guys have epically failed us. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Tuesday, Thursdays. Saturdays at noontime for the American Radicals podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, make sure that you give us a follow and a like. Uh, and if you listen to the podcast uh, later on today or tomorrow, make sure that you give us a subscribe so that uh, you can automatically have it go to your device. And uh, we will see you Thursday. And as a final reminder, uh, not a final, but just as another reminder, Saturday, chapters one, chapters two, Animal Farm. We're going to start the book study there. I see you guys talking about it in the chat. You're sending out links to get to get access to that in various formats. Uh, I'm looking forward to that with you, Garrett, and, uh, and we're, we're going back to basics. And until then, enjoy your day. You've been listening to the voice of the Suspendables on the American Radicals podcast. Follow us on rumble.com slash amrad.